four, three, two, one. Hello there, internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. Here with me is... Oh, Andy. Sorry, I didn't know I was supposed to say my name. I was I was following along thinking, oh, he'll shut up in a second and I'll say my name. I didn't realize I was supposed to complete the sentence. I didn't know we were finishing each other's sandwiches yet. Uh, you know, I like to keep everybody on their heels. When I mean everybody, I just mean, I guess, you. Just me. <laughs> I'm everybody. <laughs> So get strapped in and get ready for a big trouble in a little podcast where only dreams can kill a dream. And we are in, in episode two, Andy, of this uh, great journey that we're going on. And hopefully the journey will last forever. So what you've been up to? <laughs> How many of these episodes have been award winning? Uh, two. Both Good. of them. Awesome. <laughs> and we're not even done with episode two yet. It's already award winning. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get an Oscar. I don't know. I don't want to talk about what I've been doing. What have you been doing? Um, I've been playing. Actually, let's get into the first segment called "What the Hell Have We Been Watching or Playing?" So, you came in one of the streams the other day where I was playing PUBG with my brother. And Player Unknown Battleground. That's what that stands for. I was like, "Is that a dog game?" Or what's he- <laughs> Yeah. What's that on here? The cool kids call it PUBG. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you gotta you gotta say it like the cool kids or uh, yeah. But uh, it was interesting because I usually play solo on that game because I do a lot of risk when I play in that game. It and... seems like teams would be the way to go, right? Because you're like on your own out there in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like. Me on my own, if if I have to do something, I don't have to be like, well, you know, like my brother Anthony, Anthony, I'm doing this, and then he has to follow. And, I understand yeah. immediately. Yeah, I, I play Rainbow Six with friends a lot, and it, we always try to sync up. Oh, let's go to this door, let's go to the garage or something. And after a couple rounds, it's really hard to fight the urge to just run off and just try to kill stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have conversations. You want to, you want to, you know, it's, it's go time. It's action time. Well, with Rainbow and PUBG is like it's really hard to be like I'm gonna go run and gun because Rainbow Six, you could fucking you get shot. You get shot through a wall, through a fucking floor. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. And in PUBG, you don't know where the shots are coming because you don't have uh, shot indicators. All you have is I your, like that. I all you like have that is sound. That's why you kept on hearing me on the stream. Like, where where is the shot coming from? Because. Mm-hmm. I need better headphones. I have earbuds when I'm playing. So uh, that's so good. Yeah, so I need like one of those uh, cool kid ones, the Log- Logitech, or I'm not going to go Astro because that's too much money for a headset. But, uh. but yeah, the um, reason I've been playing a lot of PUBG lately is because I want to make that my main game where uh, I used to play a lot of clan matches back in the day, and I, yeah. I'm, I'm having that itch where I want to play you know, competitive and PUBG is like the next Counter-Strike. Apparently I read in the news the other day that it's having like over 400,000 concurrent users during really? this. Yeah. During... I knew it was popular, but whoa, I didn't know it was that popular. Mm-hmm. That was the count over the weekend. It and... was just made by one guy, right? Yeah. Well, the thing it is, it was Counter-Strike actually come to think of it. Yeah. Players unknown actually uh, created a mod in Armor 3. Yeah, I knew that much. 
and then he he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna make my own game, and that that happened. PUBG. Yeah, it, the, the game drill for anyone who hasn't watched or experienced it, you you may have at least heard of it so far. But it's like, I don't know, it's really intense. It's uh really suspenseful. Like you you and your brother are walking around doing nothing, and in any other game, I'd have been bored. But knowing that this island is populated by other players, and they're all out there skulking around trying to find. I love that you don't spawn with weapons. That's that's brilliant. That's that's one of the coolest parts, I think, because you guys immediately have to start scavenging for stuff. Like, at some point, your brother found a, a, a red dot scope, but he still didn't have a gun. I thought it was mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, we had a couple of games where we were just landing where shotguns and pistols are. And if you ever played the game before, uh, you see the island. You see how big it is. And if you have somebody that's on the hill, you having a shotgun or a pistol is not going to you're not going to win that battle if they have yeah. a rifle or something. Are there any parts of the map that are like close quarters? Are there any uh, like complexes, buildings? Yeah, there's yeah. apartment buildings that you can go into. Uh, usually, people try to avoid that because the uh, when you have people in the building, the sound could because they could be on the top floor, but you don't know if it's the one closest to you or all the way in the top, and it like freaks people out. Wow. Seems like something will get fixed, though, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not more of a sound issue. It's more of, like, your anxiety getting a little oh, high. Sure. Oh, I get what you're saying. I thought you meant, like, you could hear them skulking around. Yeah. And uh, there's other maps where you have, like, a t- there's towns in there that you can go to. and. So there are other maps already. Yeah, well, they ha- it's the same map, just, like, there's okay. raining, there's... Uh, sunset dawn presumably they're gonna make more maps in the future right yeah i hope for a snow level because imagine being in the snow and they in that map that'd be pretty cool it'd be cool it would be uh, pun intended but it would be super awesome is if uh they could somehow make it so that footprint stay behind oh that'd be great Mm -hmm. like metal gear yeah what are these footprints (laughs) (laughs) and it would be great for like dropping like white coat jackets and like camo and all that stuff so you can blend in with the snow mm. seems like one of the best strategies in that game right now is to be dressed in woodland collars and just lay down in a field yeah i've been i've been i actually played before uh we did this podcast and i was just every time i went into the circle i would lay down in a bush and just wait and a lot of people would just pass by me and i would pick them off that way yeah it's it's a lot of patience in that game. If you're really really good, like some of the streamers or uh, the esports people that are out there, they're getting like fifteen to twenty kills. I I, I used to be happy with two or three. Yeah, I'd celebrate one for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. And I've been I've been getting better. I've been actually dropping out of the airplane early so that I could get into a gunfight with people so that I could practice. Oh, that makes sense. And in, it. It's helping out. I'm gradually getting better and better, but I still haven't got my chicken dinner yet, which at the end, if you win, it says winner, winner, chicken dinner. Oh. Yeah. Yep. So keep an eye out on uh, this channel for more streams of PUBG because I'm going to be practicing a lot. It's in- very interesting to watch. I recommend it. Andy, have you been playing any games? Uh, I, uh, last week, I talked about I was playing Kingdom Hearts 2. I beat it, and I started Final Fantasy VI. More old stuff. It's even older this time. Is this uh, one of the games that you put on Facebook to say, uh, what should yeah. I play next? 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I put just, I, I even prefaced it with, look, I, I won't necessarily follow your directions. I just wanted to see what people would say. So just, I said, should I play Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Cross, Earthbound, or Skies of Arcadia? Um, most people said Final Fantasy VI. Chrono Cross was second place. And honestly, I had decided to start Chrono Cross almost solely because of what one friend said, and that's why I did this. He talked about how Chrono Cross takes place mostly in like a summer type environment and how, you know, oh, it's summer. You should play this game. It's, it's going to, I don't know. That does mean something to me, like, you know, the right context for a game. But I, uh, I don't know, a knee-jerk reaction. I sat down to do it, and I started Final Fantasy instead. And I think, I think deep down that's what I wanted to play the most. I've been meaning to play it for a long time. I thought about waiting to see if I could pick up a SNES Classic and play it on that, but, eh, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. I saw Adam posted Starbound. I'm like, what is Star- What's he talking about? I-, I wondered if he meant to say Earthbound. I think so. And somehow oh, okay. maybe his phone like auto-corrected it. Bell correct. Yeah. I wondered that too. I was like, what does he talk? Because I saw that and I had meant to say, what the hell are you talking about? But I actually got that notification while I was in the drive through line at McDonald's, and I forgot about it till you said it just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I The only Final Fantasy games I ever played were Final Fantasy 3, uh, 7, 8, 10, and 15. Right on. Yeah, and uh, my question is, are they all in the same universe, by the way? Fuck no. No. How can how can you not know that from having played that many? I don't know because I I played all these different games and I I just have a feeling like somehow they're all connected in some way. No. But, but I never just followed it. Here's my thing. They have some recurring themes like a uh, Jogobos, Moogles, um, four crystals, uh, summons. Summons is another recurring theme, and then they reuse some words like Magitech. Magitech is both the thing in Final Fantasy VI and fifteen, but the two aren't related to each other. They just reuse that name. There's a Biggs and Wedge in like every game from six on. There's a Sid in every game from like two on. Yeah, I maybe that's where I, I was like, hm, maybe they might be in the same universe with the Chocobos and everything, but I don't know. It's, Some of them are. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics um, and Vagrant Story and Final Fantasy Twelve and one of the MMOs all take place in Ivalice, I think it's pronounced. So the, some of them are connected. Obviously, like 13, 13, 2, 13, 3, they're all in the same thing. But other than that, they're they're almost all one-off situations and then their own independent sequels. 12 got a sequel, 13 got two. BMMO's got a boatload, 10 got one. Um, four got one, kind of. Mm-hmm. I st- you- I'm still hoping 15's going to get a sequel. I'll buy that shit. Yeah, did you play the DLC? Yeah, I did. Did you? No, but I want to play the uh, prompt, prompto. Uh... It's very, it's very interesting. It's um, when you play it, it's novel and it's fun, and you you can beat it in the sit down, and you won't get bored. But it's really clear that they're like shoehorning the shooter into what is basically supposed to be an RPG, and it works, but it doesn't work perfect. Like every once in a while, you'll get frustrated a little bit, but. For the most part, it's a lot of fun, and I like the story, and uh, Aranea shows up. She's like one of my favorite characters, and uh, Arden's in it, too, so it's worth playing. 
Yeah, I gotta check that out. My my thing is, I never got the season pass. I usually get season pass uh, for games that I know that I'm gonna be playing and liking, and I just didn't have enough money. So I guess <laughs> I'm gonna be paying for like, or maybe I should should just buy the season pass anyway. Yeah, I mean, you still can. You get some extra bonus junk if you do it too. It's just like items and stuff. But I'm the I'm the I'm the opposite. I have got like. I don't. I can't think of a single season pass I've ever got except for Final Fantasy 15. I actually had just beat it, and then Christmas rolled around, and someone got me a twenty dollar PlayStation Network card, and I just spent it on the season pass because that's how much it was, and I knew I'd use it. So, and so far I have. Every time they release something, I've gone back to it. Oh, except for the alternate Chapter 13, which everyone got. I just haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, the problem with consoles these days is. Uh the space because i like to like i said last episode uh i do everything digitally and i can't have to keep on freaking deleting and installing games and stuff it's just it's annoying yeah i've got an external hard drive on my ps4 on my wii u i have the largest sd card i can lay hands on on my 3ds i bought an sd micro card for my switch recently and i didn't even need it yet i just knew i would i knew i would eventually need it and prime day happened so i said what better get a memory card Mm mm-hmm Speaking of Switch, I uh, played a couple of games of Splatoon two, and uh, if you played like if you if you played the beta, uh, it's pretty much if you had fun in that, you're gonna have the same fun in the full game. I hope so. Have you tried uh, what's it called, Salmon Run? No, but I've tried the uh, like these special missions where you become like an agent squid. Yeah. And you uh, go on these, like, missions. At first, you're, like, training and stuff. And then you're trying to find these uh, squid artifacts or something like that. And yeah. it, it's it's addicting. It kind of, like, brings back, like, platformer uh, fun that I had back in the day in PS1. So I thought that... I, I really want to play Salmon Rush. Yeah, that's one of... I really Salmon love... Run. Whatever. Whatever it's called. I don't know. <laughs> I really love the menu screen of Splatoon. Its art design is fantastic. I know that. Yeah, um, because you're in this like little town. You, there's like a store where you can go play the online games. There's a store to um, like get like clothes and stuff for your little squid. There's a place where you get weapons and stuff. So it's really cool because I never played Splatoon one. So I had no idea if that was in the first game or not. It's still got that that prime discount. I wonder if I should get it. I I I need more people to play with. So that'd be cool if you get the game so we could, you know, play some matches here and there. Well, if I get it, you have to promise we'll play together. Yes, just, we just got to pick a day because you know, retail like they like to be inconsistent with scheduling. Totally. Hey, let's start blowing off the show and just play right now. Sure. All right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there, I clicked it. Order is placed. Nice. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's Splatoon 1. They added more shit to it, like the Agent Squid and the, uh, the, uh, the whatever, Salmon Rush or Squid Rush, whatever it's called. My Salmon. main My main thing is playing the online, so... It's great that they have a single player. I know they have like a, uh, a waves of enemies and all that stuff that you could play. Kind of like a horde mode. 
Christmas yeah, isn't that the same thing? Like you still have to pick up the extra stuff, but it, it seemed like it was horde mode with an extra step to me. Yeah, I, I like they're dropping eggs and you have to pick them up and take them back to like a central hub or something. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I need to dabble into that more, but the multiplayer is where I'm usually at. So gotcha. And it's really fun to level up the character. You kind of get like lost in the time. When oh, have you downloaded the uh, Nintendo app? Have you messed with it? No, I heard about the uh, what do you call it? The the app for you know where the voices and the voice. Well, I think it's all built together, like the voices in it, but also you can use it to like shop for items for your your squid kid, your kid squid, mm-hmm. and like set them aside in the app, and then in the game, you like go to the store and they have it like set aside for you. I don't know, it seemed kind of cool once. Uh, somebody actually followed, by the way, uh, this Joey 1020. Uh, he said, and Bumblebee loves John Pena sexually. I don't know if this is the same guy that came in last night to talk about John Pena. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> back back to the back to our show. Uh, Rick and Morty season three. You've been watching it? Uh, well, I mean, it, it just started uh, last night. I mean, it was kind of a big deal. It was all over my Facebook. I didn't watch it last night. What was I doing? No, I was doing something. I was playing Final Fantasy, I think. But I watched it this morning. It was really funny. I don't know. Did, have you watched it? Do you like Rick and Morty? You should. Uh, a lot of people have been telling me about it. It's just that I'm never into watching, uh, like, fucking animated stuff. Like, I've heard this cartoon is really funny and shit, so... I don't, I don't know. know. Calling it a cartoon is right. What, what do you call it? I don't know. It's just a show. Like a cartoon implies it's for children, doesn't it? Isn't cartoon a Porto Mayo or something? So would it be called an animated show? I guess. All right. So, yeah, like it's really my my preference in like shows and stuff is usually sci-fi or any type of like drama like Lost or 24 and all that stuff. For me I mean, to, it's very sci-fi. I I understand that, but the thing is, like me going into an animated show, it's like, like I'm a big Star Wars fan, and the Clone Wars, and uh, the other Star Wars cartoon shows that are out there, it's hard for me to get into because I don't know, I'm weird like that. It's just it's not my cup of tea, but I'll give it a chance. Is it on Netflix? Uh, it's on Hulu. I don't know if it's on Netflix. I do have Hulu. So I'm going to check out Hulu on that one. Um, what? Have I been watching anything? Not really. I've been re-watching a lot of Black Mirror shows, episodes. Have you seen the new se- season of uh, Black Mirror? I don't even know what that is. So Black Mirror is like Twilight Zone meets, uh... Just like a, a newer version of Twilight Zone, it ha- it has all the technology that we have now and does like weird stuff. With like, for example, there's a video game episode where this guy oh. needs money to go back home, so he finds this Japanese game designer like a Hideo Kojima, and uh he applies to be like a tester for a virtual reality horror game. 
and uh, pretty much the game was too real and it fucks around with him. And I'm not going to do the, the twist at the end, but it's really interesting. So it's on Netflix, by the way. So I, I, I recommend you watching Black Mirror. All right. Like, I know you like Twilight Zone, so I know you'll like this show, too. It's my favorite show. Mm-hmm. Best show around. Rod Sterling. So let's get into some news that matter to us. So Walmart. What the fuck did Walmart do this week? <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, last week, I set up the premise that I wanted as as kind of a, not just a running gag, but I just wanted to revisit the coming fiasco that would be Nintendo's SNES Classic reservation and launch. Just because they, they promised up and down, oh, there's going to be more of them. But we all know deep down that that's, that's a lie and there's, it's going to be a complete mess. And last week I noted, oh, no one's put up review, um, reservations yet except Walmart, and they did it at like midnight and blah, blah, blah. It lasted half an hour. But... It turned out that they put them up by accident, and everyone who reserved them got an email from Walmart telling them that they were canceling it, and that it went up as a mistake due to a, quote, glitch in the system. Bullshit. So, never mind. Uh, no one has done reservations yet on the SNES Classic, and in fact, it's already been a shit show. <laughs> like it's, it, it hasn't even gotten started yet. It wasn't even Nintendo's fault. I'll acknowledge that, but it's still hilarious. So, Walmart has pissed off a lot of people and people were already upset about trying to get this dumb toy that Nintendo should just manufacture enough of so we can all buy one, but they won't because I don't know. I, I can't, I don't know how to finish that sentence. Um, I think what happened was, uh, they wanted to be ahead of the competition with other people. So they put this up there and a lot of people jumped on it. And then Nintendo probably stepped in, be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're not making that much, so we got to distribute to other freaking, you know, retailers and all that stuff." And they probably had to take it down because they have to like do like a ticket system or something, or maybe you have to do it in store because they're probably only going to get like about maybe ten at most. Because I remember working at Best Buy. Oh, it was Walmart.com. Is what is what I mean. <coughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, I don't think you're going to be able to order it online at all because, you know, Amazon's going to be taking most of it anyway. So that could be a problem. I don't know about that. Maybe. But uh, I wondered if if a similar thing didn't happen. I wondered if maybe Walmart didn't take pre-orders on them. And then, like, behind the scenes somewhere, Walmart or Walmart, Nintendo had made everyone promise not to do it, not to take pre-orders or something. And they were like, what the fuck? You can't do that, man. You're not going to get anything now. And so maybe they went back on it. I don't know. Walmart had, um, in one of their statements or something, talked about how they had accidentally put it out ahead of September 29th launch window or something like that. And that's the day it's due to launch. So I wondered if maybe they weren't going to do pre-orders at all due to something Nintendo had said. I wondered if September 29th, everyone's not just going to put it up for sale. And I, I think that because the last round of Amiibos did that. And Amiibos aren't the hot commodity they once were, clearly. Mm-hmm. But at least in... I, I think GameStop took pre-orders on But I know that at least in Amazon's case, the last batch, like Bayonetta, Cloud, um, Corrin, a couple others, they just kind of put them up for sale one day. I mentioned that last week. Like, they were still for sale, thank goodness, at the time that we 
we're doing the show. So if you wanted it, you could get one, thank God. But I wondered if maybe they weren't going to try that with the SNES Classic. Do no pre-orders and just September 29th, oh, we're selling them. Oh, they're sold out. Oh, I guess that's that. You know how hot this item is going to be during the holidays, especially when they say that they're going to have them in stock? Yeah. It's going to be like the Furby. It's going to be like Tickle Me Elmo and all that stuff. It's just going to be, you're going to have parents. It's going to be a huge fiasco. Honestly, it's going to be stupid of them to do that because then that's going to take news coverage away from the Switch, which isn't what they want. They want the Switch to sell really good this Christmas. Mm -hmm. They should put the SNES Classic out, make a boatload of cash on it, and then focus. They should double down on the Switch. They need to, they need to get the Switch pushed. You know, it'd be really great is that they, say hey we have this like mini snes with all these games on here but it's only a limited quantity but hey if you want these games we have a virtual console coming out on our nintendo switch so if you if you don't want to stay in line and you know try to hopefully get this little uh nostalgia item you can get our new system and play these games on it too. Yeah, that would that would be really smart. I don't think they'd do it all at once, but honestly, if they don't have uh, Star Fox 2 on the Switch in the next eh, two or three years, I'll be kind of surprised. When do you think Virtual Console is going to get launched, like officially? November, I think. I don't know. I don't know why I think November. For some reason, November jumped to mind when you said that. Is it because of holidays or? I thought they had said something about that's when the online the switch online paid service is going to start and when it starts it's going to get a virtual console game every month you know kind of like games with the gold and stuff like that mm-hmm. so that leads me to assume that they would have to have it by then i hope so and like i said the 20 dollar uh for having a year it's pretty fucking awesome when you compare it to like things like ps4 or xbox where you're paying about like 60 bucks yeah and, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to get it for sure. Because I want to play those virtual console games. And hopefully, which I'm not going to hold my breath on it, but the purchases that I've made in the other consoles, I hope somehow we can recover it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Or, you know, I paid some money to play <laughs> some SNES games on the Wii U. Hopefully I could play that on my Switch that I already purchased twice <laughs> Super Mario. Hmm. But uh from one company to another, uh GameStop makes the headline again of also for shady reasons. Yep. Uh if everybody knows during the holiday before Christmas we have a thing called Black Friday. And uh certain companies like to fuck employees and their uh, families during Thanksgiving. So that they can get ahead of the competition and uh, pretty much make more money. Because that's what corporations like. It's money. So GameStop, who usually is off on Thanksgiving compared to other companies like Best Buy or Walmart and all that stuff. uh, They decided that this year uh, they will be opening on Thanksgiving Day uh, for Black Friday. And I think it's shitty and... You, it's just fucking over the morale of the employees. Uh, you're probably not going to get a lot of hireable people, too. I mean, you'll get those people that want to work because they just want to get more money for Christmas and stuff. But sure. Thanksgiving 
is a holiday where family members get together and enjoy a feast and have family time. Now, all these retail people are just taking away family time because they're so greedy that they want well, They've been money. doing that for years. It's just getting worse. Yeah, because now what's going to happen next is like, hey, you know, we, t- we took Thanksgiving. Maybe we could take Christmas Day. Maybe, you know, we can get all those returns that are coming and maybe we could turn that into a better sale or something. Because, you know, people are having gift cards at, at, on Christmas. Maybe we can jump on that money so that, hey, when they open up their Christmas gifts, they can go straight to a store and use that right away. So hopefully, they're probably thinking it anyway, but hopefully they're not going to be taken that day too. But I have a feeling one day they are. They're going to be like, Christmas Day, we're open. Because we're greedy motherfuckers. Uh, They... Uh, in their statement, this is what they said. To better serve our guests with their evolving holiday shopping needs, this year GameStop will open its stores for shortened and limited time on Thanksgiving. The company told Kotaku in a statement this afternoon, many of our store associates and guests have asked for this. Bullshit. Uh, yeah. We have heard their request and are making an adjustment to our previous position on this topic. That line right there is fucking bullshit. Maybe associates asked for this. Is that what it says? It's fucking lying. Yeah. Teacher, you forgot to give us homework. Yeah. It's probably the the higher ups, you know, the the district managers that are asking for it, not the store managers, not the key holders, not the associates itself. It's the fucking district managers who get to go home with their fucking family members while they, you know, their uh, minions are doing the work during Thanksgiving. So bullshit from a fucking corporation like GameStop, which is which I used to work for. And they have a bad track record of uh, treating their employees right. So fuck them. That's what I say. GameStop's a shitty company. That's why I shop Amazon or on the consoles itself and get in the games. We don't need that retail. I, I feel a little bad, but I don't feel that bad. When I, I, I do go into a GameStop once in a while. I like to buy used games and stuff. And they're like, oh, you should reserve blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I already did. And they're like, oh, just, you, you reserved it with us? Like, no, I reserved it on Amazon. They give me like 20% off. You guys don't give me dicks. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Fuck you. And I understand. it's The people at the store level, it's not their fault. And you know, I don't actually say fuck you. I, I was making a joke. But yeah. It's, it's really annoying. And I understand why, like... These companies like Best Buy or Walmart or GameStop, where they, when you get to the register, they ask all these questions, which in your mind, you know, you're going to say no to most of them. Not everyone says no, and that's the problem. And they make a bunch of money on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have people pre ordering, you have people buying their or signing up for their credit cards and all that stuff. And that's or where. Or getting a, uh, getting a, uh, a PRP or whatever uh, the the stupid uh, the warranty on games. Oh, what a what a crock of shit! What a fucking uh, you know you, you pay a couple extra dollars and they like guarantee your game and if it gets scratched within a couple of years you bring it back. Oh, that's 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 pure profit to them. Mm-hmm. And that's how they tacked on that extra stuff. Like at least Amazon, I think one time. Uh, the disc broke on me in half, and even though the uh, policy says if it's broken in half, you can't return it because obviously 
it's not their problem. Yeah. But Amazon replaced it. And, you know, you do this at GameStop or Walmart, you're going to have to, like, fight <laughs> to uh, get that replaced. But it, it's bullshit. I, I always hate going, and I usually do the no, 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 even though I used to be an employee of a register where I have to ask all these questions because yeah. it matters. And, you know, you get frowned upon if you don't hit your goals in the, uh, in your job. So I, I definitely feel for them. But I also feel for customers that have to deal with it, too, where you're, you know, you're literally harassing them for yeah. their money. Yeah, I always say no, sorry, sorry, no. Like, I want them to know I'm not going to do it. But, yeah, it sucks you have to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I'm not part of the solution for you. but Sorry. <laughs> yep, it just sucks that another company is uh, caving into this Thanksgiving uh, Black Friday. Soon, like, a whole month is going to be Black Friday. I'm yeah, like, you're absolutely right. On how they're expanding all this shit. But uh, let's get into some happy news, I guess. Um, Semi-happy. Uh... <laughs> the new Bumblebee movie, the spinoff for Transformers, uh, is going to have a... Uh, oh, a hill to Bumblebee. Climb. I get it. That before the show and during the show, you've been saying Bumblebee, and I kept thinking like a movie about a bee, you know, <laughs> like the bee movie with with uh, Jerry Seinfeld or something. Like I kept picturing like a CG bee that was voiced by John Cena. <laughs> I was like, um, all right, <laughs> which frankly I think would be better. Uh, probably happened before. I know he played a he's playing a bull apparently, and a, a bull. What is it? Hold on. Please stand by. I have John Cena's <laughs> IMDb right now. Uh, he's in Daddy's Home 2. Uh, he has a bunch of WWE, obviously. Southpaw. Uh, oh, oh, but to finish finish your thought for anyone else who's out there, he's going to be in the Bumblebee Transformers spinoff movie. Yep, which I is... stupid. I interrupted him. Which is coming December 2018 of uh, next year snore and uh pretty much it's a bad time because they're gonna be competing with mary poppins the the film that they're making uh in december or it's coming out december then you have the spider-man animated movie that's gonna be out in uh made by sony in uh december and i forget the other one but when you have competition like Let's say if they came out in December of 2017 and you're going against uh, Star Wars, that would pretty much suck. But uh, you're still facing off against Disney with Mary Poppins, where a lot of people are going to probably go see that then go to, to a Transformers movie because people are tired of Transformers. And um, the only good thing about this spinoff is that Michael Bay is not making a movie. Who is? Do we know? Yes, and let me, yeah, it's right here in IMDb. Uh, Travis Knight is the director. He did Paranorman. He did Box Trolls. He did a lot of, like, animated oh, stuff. stuff. Yeah. It could work. It could work, but then again, if you're trying to capture the people like me and you, who uh, grew up in Transformers a little bit, like, I don't think a, a kid's route would go with it. Meh. 
I, they, they lost my attention long ago. I, I don't care about the Transformers movies. I don't even know how many of them there are. Is it four or five? Uh, I think five. Okay. So it's, eh, whatever. They lost my attention a long time ago. But Transformers is... I see a lot of toys in stores. So, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Market to kids because you lost me. You're not marketing to me anymore if you're smart. Yeah, the prequel is going to be set in 1987. Um, oh, it's a pre- yeah, it's a prequel to the uh, Transformers movies, where the main character, I believe, is being played by Haley Steinfeld. And uh, what, what was she in? The Edge of Seventeen. She was in Ender's Game. Uh, were back pitches too? Pitch Perfect Three. I mean, <laughs> but she. Bunch of stuff I haven't seen. Yeah, she's an upcoming star. It looks like. She's really young. Uh, she was born in 1996. Um, but she pretty much finds Bumblebee, uh, fix up the the beetle. He's going to be a beetle. He's not going to be a Mustang like in the Transformers movies. So He's going to be a beetle like in the old stuff. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, maybe Transformers might come back because Michael Bay is not directing... And John Cena is going to be a pull for, especially for kids and WWE uh, watchers and all that stuff. So maybe that will bring attention back to Transformers. I mean, Marky Mark couldn't do it, <laughs> so maybe, maybe a guy that looks like Marky Mark and all steroid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not a lot of news out this week, besides uh, you know GameStop and Walmart. Uh, movie news with Bumblebee. Uh, there's a Netflix show called something. Oh, God. I should be prepared. I'm a bad host. <laughs> no, you're not. Just just say say something unrelated. Just keep talking. As long as you're ca- talking nonstop and you're not saying like, uh, well, uh, uh, like, and stuff like that, people think that you're a charismatic and good host. Like, you can <laughs> trick them. John Wick 2, Kingsman, The Secrets, <laughs> just name on <laughs> name things. Uh, oh, by the way, Kong Skull Island is finally out digitally. So if you have iTunes or uh, uh, or like PlayStation where you could like rent the movies, it's out there. I haven't seen the movie yet, so I should I should get on that. So let's get into our next se- segment. Coming attractions. This is games, movies, and TV shows that are coming that we give mention to. So two games are coming out tomorrow, August 1st. Patapon Remastered. Yes. And Tacoma. Now, if you're playing Gone Home, if you remember that game, it's from the same people that made that, except this one's going to be in space. So In space! Yeah, so a lot of storytelling that's going to be happening. Um... I loved Gone Home. Have you played that game? Um, no. I want to. It's it's on my Steam wish list, and every once in a while, it'll tell me it's on sale. I'm like, oh, I should buy that, and I should forget. What I really liked about Gone Home is that I went into it not knowing what it was about. I just saw that it had high reviews, and I'm like, hey, it's on sale on Steam. Let me go try it out. The first thing that popped in my mind was a horror game. And keep in mind, I didn't look at the genre. 
I just saw sure. that it was like five bucks and I got it. So I go sure. into it and it, it's an empty house. You hear sounds. Um, you know, when you know, when you walk and you hear the creaking and all that stuff and then you hear like a TV in the distance, especially when it's like those old TVs where the antennas and you hear the ears. Yeah, like the white noise, like hearing all that atmosphere and stuff. I got scared of going into the next room. I'm like, oh, my God. But like finding all these notes that you read and how like you're hearing like a an answer machine of where your parents are and like you're reading diaries, you're reading notes on the refrigerator and all that stuff like all that was pretty interesting on what the story that they were trying to tell in that game. Hmm. So it's a good game and Tacoma in space. I, I, I could, I could dig that, you know, they're good storytellers. So maybe we'll read like holograms in space station and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no movies, uh, because all the big movies came out like Dunkirk and Spider-Man homecoming. Um, you know, you have Avengers, which I believe is coming out in May. If I'm if I'm correct, of next year. I was about to say, wait, what? You you jumped really far ahead there. Yeah, I know, and I I, I just wanted to bring this up because they already talked about uh, Avengers four, <laughs> and they're talking about is Thanos going to be in that one too? And I'm like, whoa, we didn't even get the first. Uh, Guys, settle down. Infinity Jesus. War done. <laughs> I hate when people speculate because then spoilers happen. And I, I and I'm not a man of who usually hates spoilers either. I'm kind of just like, all right, cool. You told me a spoiler, but I want to see how it plays out. Moving on to the deal of the week. Maybe I'll have a fancy sound effect. There Once. it is. Get, 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 a, get a sound designer on the ship. Yep. I'll pay you a dollar. Speaking of a dollar. On Humble Bundle, they have a Saints Row pack. So if you pay a dollar or more, you get uh, Saints Row 2, but then you get non-Saint Row games like Homefront, uh, Deadlight Director's Cut, and Risen 3. Now, if you pay $5.77, wow, that's a weird price right there. Uh, you get, I think it's, it's an average, so it moves around. Yeah, so Saints Row the third you get, uh, Saints Row... Get out of hell. Get out of hell. Yeah, you get mighty number nine. Get out of hell. Get it? It's a pun. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) You get mighty number nine. And here's a game that I haven't played in a while. Killer is Dead Nightmare Edition. And of course, if you pay uh, 15 or more, you get Homefront, The Revolution, Saints Row. uh, I hate Roman, Roman numerals. What's IV? Is that five or four? That's four. That's four. That's four. Okay. Five is just a V, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. So Saints Row 4, Game of the Century Edition. You have Saints Row the third, the full package, and then you get Saints Row Get Out of the Hell Devil's uh, Workshop Pack. So if you're into Saints Row... This is a pretty good deal, especially for a dollar where you get Saints Row 2 and you get other games or you get pay more than a uh, dollar and get even more games. I always love hum- Humble Bundle. 
Oh, they're the best. I've gotten several of them. Humble, Humble Bundles are where it's at. I do, I do just the one dollar on a bunch of them, just because they'll be like one game I kind of want, and for a dollar, fuck it. Usually, I'll even make it like two or three dollars because sometimes the money is actually going somewhere I care about. Sometimes, so, not always. Sometimes their books are pretty good too. Because the humble bundle books, like, look at the, you actually could pay a dollar. I don't have an e-reader, so I always ignore them. Yeah, you, I shouldn't. Building an RPG with Unreal 4X. <laughs> so if you're into game designing, they have uh, game designing books. So that's pretty awesome. If you're into uh, game developing. It's just, and this is all for charity. So whatever they make goes to charity. And that's, that's a great thing because you're getting something and you're giving to uh, people that need it. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be our deal of the week. Is there anything else that we should talk about while we're, uh, live? Uh, I don't know. What's the weather like down there in Florida? Is it hot? Uh, it's, it's humid. Um, sucks. Too much swamp ass, you know what I mean? Fucking yeah, I know what swamp ass is. It's hot here too. Yeah, sometimes, some days it's it's awesome. What I really like about Florida is the nighttime, because one, the sun is not out. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and two, it's just so peaceful. I don't know what it is about Florida, but it's so peaceful uh, at night compared to where I lived in New York. Probably because it's New York. Hmm. But other... oh, there is one more thing I wanted to talk about. Was that? To... Yeah, I mean, you wanted to talk about the weather, which is boring. But uh... anyway, <laughs> uh, there's a there's a series of books I really dig. Boss Fight books. They they get writers to do kind of like critical looks at video games. I read the Metal Gear Solid one, and it was extremely good. And I'm working on the Kingdom Hearts two one now. But they just started a Kickstarter for season four, four, three. I think it's season four of their books. And it already it hit its goal in like eight hours or something. Like it, it's it's set, but uh, their books are really good. I can speak for their quality because I've got two of them, and I plan on getting more because I backed this Kickstarter. And uh, one of the new books is going to be NBA Jam. I'm going to buy that bitch. I want to read about NBA Jam because that game kicks ass. Also, there's a Shovel Knight, Final Fantasy V, Knights of the Old Republic, and Postal, and then. Every season, they do a fan vote. If you back at any level, you get to vote on what game you think should get. And last I checked, Civilization and King's Quest VI were in the lead. I voted on Res, but I think so far it's the only vote for Res. Nice. And the Metal Gear Solid book, like what was uh, what was in the book, pretty much? Well, it, it talks about like the tone of the game, the ways that Kojima and Konami use the gameplay both to complement and kind of against the story. It talks about the poor characterization of Meryl, but um, also, like, the positive characterization of, like, Naomi and other weird, like, feminine characters. And, uh, um, man, it, it, it's kind of hard to go into. Like, you know, I consider myself a fairly smart guy, but it's really hard to run down all that stuff real fast. But uh, something I, I'd never realized when I thought about before is how the game like gives you control at certain times but not at other times like it makes you pull the trigger after you've defeated sniper wolf but it uh, won't let you pull the trigger whenever metal gear rex has got um gray fox pinned against the wall like you can hit the trigger and snake will be like oh i can't do it 
Like it gives you control sometimes and sometimes it doesn't, and it's using it to illustrate a point both with the story and with, you know, the kind of person Snake is. And I don't know. It's like I said, I'm not smart enough to just rattle off off the top of my head, but it's it's really interesting and I do highly recommend it. And so I, it's, it's like it's less than $15 on Amazon. And I agree, like Meryl's character didn't really have good character development in my no, opinion. No, Meryl's character is nonsense. And I, I kind of thought that before, but after reading this book, I think it even more. Like, they point out stuff even I hadn't picked up on. But, yeah, she has, like, what her are her character traits? She wanted to be a soldier, and now she thinks being a soldier might not be so hot. Um, she didn't like Snake, and then she fell in love with Snake. That's it. That's her entire story arc. Yeah, and then she never went with Snake because then he got really old because of Fox Eye and everything. Yeah, and she doesn't show back up until in 4, and they obviously don't like each other. And I don't, It's weird. Yeah, because she marries Akiba and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, like, that's interesting. And the whole, like, giving control to the player is also another interesting thing. Because if you think about Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, uh, when you have that big reveal that you're part of a simulation called uh, the S3 and all that stuff, you're like, wow, it kind of fucks with your brain a little bit. Like, was this all real? like part of what makes Metal Gear so great is how often it looks at you, the player, and you know it breaks the fourth wall. It gets real meta with you. And if it wasn't for that, then it wouldn't work. Stuff like looking at the back of the case and stuff like that. There, there's a whole section of the book about how the butt mission, with air quotes, the butt mission is both the best and worst part of Metal Gear. The part where you have to look at all the asses of the soldiers to figure out which one's Meryl, <laughs> and about how it 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 perfectly encapsulates um what you're supposed to be doing in this tactical espionage game but how it is also like grossly sexist and completely fucking ridiculous like it, it's it's really cool it's interesting uh, i gotta check that book out because it's interesting because i metal gear is like one of my favorite franchises of all time you know it might be my number one favorite i i, I couldn't say for sure but it's definitely in the top like three yeah, and it's really interesting on what Hideo is going to do with Death Stranding because it's something new, and you know yeah. what he's capable of. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Every every time they someone even says the name of the game, I get excited. But we haven't seen much about it yet, but I'm already sold. They could, they could not release another screenshot or trailer, and a plain black box could arrive on store shelves and they'd buy it. Because mm-hmm. it's Hideo Kojima, and then you have uh, the guy from Hannibal... Uh, you have Norman Reedus and stuff, and then you have fucking Del Toro. Like, that's a dream team right there. So, hopefully we have the same nostalgia feeling that we had with Metal Gear, which will be with Death Stranding, where it breaks the fourth wall, has a lot of meta, and oh, just awesome gameplay. But I, I think we'll end it on that good note right there. So... Thanks for lip lipping. Uh, thanks for lipping. Thanks for listening to our show. Thanks for listening to episode two of Big Trouble and Little Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And remember, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not by- back by dawn, call the president. See you later. Four.